All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Adventures in Angular. I'm the host, Aaron Frost, with Hero Devs. On the panel this week, we have Alyssa Nichol. Hello, hello. Oh, is this the time when I intro, or do I intro? This is the time. This This is is the time. time. Okay, I'm sorry, I totally butchered your intro. But my name is Alyssa Nichol. I am an Angular GDE and also um, an Angular developer advocate at Kendo UI. I love all things front end, and my eyes start to blur when we kind of delve into the back end of what I like to call Angular. So, but I, I try to keep up with these hot shots. So yeah, that's my intro. All right, and next up with a less verbose introduction is Shai Resnick. Are you kidding? Less verbose? I was born for that. He was born uh, for verbose. For verbose. His middle name is Verbose. Yeah. Yeah, you said uh, make it long. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, Shai Verbose Resnik, and uh, I am uh, the founder of TestAngular.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, I uh, do uh, stuff, and I love uh, the Angular community and uh, the host, Aaron Frost. And we got Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. I'm Joe Eames. I'm the uh, CEO of Thinkster.io and a Google GDE and a lover of all things Aaron. Yes. And today we have our guest of honor. We have Tomas. So Tomas, please introduce yourself to us and to the audience. I will and make try. it as verbose as you want. Yeah, you feel free to Super go. Verbose. I mean, we have an hour, so I will, I will try. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can get that. My name is Tomas, or like, as we say, like Tomas, and uh, I am a software engineer and yeah, also the GD, so Google Developer Expert. And I also am very much in love with Angular as a technology since Angular JS days going strong until now. And yeah, that's kind of it. Writing a lot about the Angular on the Medium, many blog posts, trying to do some open source on the GitHub, like some starter projects and so on, some libraries, stuff like this. This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give you full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So, if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code DEVCHAT at Sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code DEVCHAT at Sentry.io. By the way, Tomas, uh, behind the scenes story, you said you're in love with Angular. Uh, Mishko said that he's in love with you, just so you know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you told us pre-show that it is 8 p.m. your time. Where are you at? So I am in Zurich, Switzerland currently, even though originally I am from Slovakia, same mm. as Mishko. Respect. And- Eh, eh, there's the connection. <laughs> so it's like a gift to the world, the angular. <laughs> you said Tomaj. Tomaj, isn't that French for cheese? No, I think oh, it's French fromage. for like, the damage. Fromage. Domage is actually other ah, fromage. That's the fromage. cheese. My bad. Same no, ending. They don't speak French actually. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I know. I'm like, how did you know that? <laughs> no, I just I just know the second half of it. Random French facts. Second half of the word. Yeah, fromage, oh, fromage. Oh, I don't man. know. They sound like okay. 
so uh, we we got Tomaj on here. He's gonna be. T- we wanted to talk about getting good with schematics. So just so everyone knows, Tomaj is one of these people who's gonna try and convince you the schematics are useful. That's right. That they're good for you, and that they have a meaning and a purpose in this life. Who are these people? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to give him some airtime, and we may regret it, but go ahead. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's have you That's let's nice. have you sell this to us, Tomaj. <laughs> All right. Oh, that, that sounds like a tough call, but uh, I think you kind of wrote part of it, or? <laughs> you should know. Anyway, so yeah, the schematics, Angular schematics. Wait, is kind of- are you trying to say I caused it? Well, I, I think you blessed us with the blessing of Angular schematics, which I didn't. helps us. I not didn't. at all. No, not at no, all. Eagle, Eagle was Frost, the one. I want you to take this no. one for the team. Okay. Hans, all right. Hans. I did. You're right. I built it. I built schematics. <laughs> Alyssa needs Not a single <laughs> character written, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By Aaron. Never contribute. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think they are really great because... I mean, I hate to type and I kind of have like this keyboard dyslexia. So when I try to type and like I try to type fast and like I always make like these typos and who likes to do that? And also, you know, like whenever like I'm doing a lot of contracting and then whenever I join some organization and then they have like some wikis and like three pages of the same thing, how to get started and they have this custom stuff and then it's like outdated and then you think, okay, like I need to use like this special component framework and I need to use this special like uh, data access library. And then how do I set this up? Like there is no docs or maybe it's outdated or maybe it's like in three copies and stuff like this. And I mean, when I'm joining these projects or like not only me, but like many other people like. Yeah, you're not the only person on the team. There's other developers. Exactly. There is like people coming and going like many externals, at least here in Switzerland. So they are coming and going. And how cool it would be if everybody just can expect like this default flow. So, okay, like I ng generate this and that. Okay, I scaffold the standard Angular CLI application without any crazy setup. Like how cool would be that? That's, that was always like my thinking. It, it's cool, but this isn't Hogwarts, right? So we don't get that kind of magic in the real world. <laughs> That's no, true, but, but we yeah. can try. We can try. Okay. No, I love my copying and pasting from other files. Yeah. Yeah, see, Shy I mean, hit it on the head. So, <laughs> okay, Ward. <laughs> don't no, try let's and tell forget us, about the schematics. Let's forget. It's, it's don't try and tell us that you're going to discourage us from Shy's go-to copy-paste. Not, not at all. I, okay. I do it every day. I mean, like, that's the most normal thing to do, but still. So what other options do we have, though? Let's imagine, so, like, when, I, when I'm trying to show this to people, then I always like just start like with generating like this empty CLI project and it has like literally nothing. It just shows this Angular logo, welcome, cool. And then we are yeah. thinking, okay, like, so we need like some kind of architecture, no? So like we need some modules, some features, preferably lazy loading because we like performance and this kind of stuff. And now like, what are our options? So maybe we can go like and read some docs. Okay, how do I do this? How do I do the routing? I don't remember the syntax. So where can I find it so I can copy paste it? Or I can ng-generate module minus minus route. And if I forgot that it's minus minus routing, I can say minus minus help. And it will tell me that there is this flag. So that's kind of cool. Or let's say I know I want to use like SaaS because this component framework like from my organization is in SaaS. Or no, kind of- because you're bitching and you want to use SaaS. Exactly. Yeah, I want to be sassy in my, my day job. 
<laughs> so exactly. So and again, like maybe I forget how to do this, but then I can say like, okay, minus minus help. Okay, so there is this style flag, so I can pass this in, and it will even tell me like which are the options. So that's kind of cool, like because I don't like to read the docs. I just like get the things done. And so you think say- that like the CLI could replace basically all of these intro docs? Is what you're saying? Well, uh, that would be a very daring thing to say, but <laughs> let's let's allow us to dream. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I would love to like join a new project and like, okay, like, so we have these three packages. Here are the components. Here is the data access. Here is whatever the crazy thing we have. So just add it and the setup will happen. And we have, we are going. Yeah, that would be cool. So okay. I may have misunderstood you. Okay. But it sounds like your trying to imply that all the things that we love about the Angular CLI, that we can generate components and it scaffolds up all of our stuff and that it takes away all the craziness. You're trying to convince us that that's all schematics. Well, if you say so, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, all these things we have been already doing, that's kind of the schematics. Like even when we are creating application with NGNU, who knows what's going on down deep down? It's magical. Oh, Nobody knows. My God. Get out. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is we already love schematics. Yes. Okay. What else uh, are you saying? Not enough. Not loving. Okay. Enough. Not enough love. They deserve okay. much more love. All right. So I think everyone knowing that the CLI is built on top of schematics, I think we all get at least a handful of things you could do with schematics. You can create new apps. You can create new workspaces for a mono repo type thing. You can add libraries. You probably, okay. What else could you do theoretically with, with schematics? Yeah, because you're talking about like it's going to... Can it fly a plane? Yeah. Like what else can we do with schematics? So like let's say I would guess like for most people, like the standard path would be something like, okay, we generated this project, we have it, we have a application in it, cool. We generated some components, but it kind of doesn't look that great out of the box, like plain HTML in Chrome. Okay, the font, not the best choice ever. Anyway, so let's say we want to make it look nicer and we want to add some forms or something. So maybe we can reach for the Angular material as like a first choice, like as the default component framework. And then if anybody ever like tried to set these things up, then they know that there is at least like five or six weird steps you have to do in a correct, well, maybe not the correct order, but like you have to make them all so that you actually see what would you like to see. So and that's another great thing that instead of doing this and reading this and trying to put this all together, we can just say ng add angular material. And it will ask us, do we want a crazy default purple yellow team or whatever it is, deep purple blue? Or we want to use something custom so we can use like the colors of our organization. And then maybe if we are doing something mobile, do we want to add the touch support and stuff like this? And once we answer all the questions, it will just magically add, install, and update all the files so that once we run the application again, it looks great now without much effort. So I think that's kind of cool. No, that is cool. So I've, I've consulted for some companies where it's like, hey, um, Clone the repo. I mean, we want you to start coding. So go ahead and clone the repo, then do 40,000 things, and then you can finally start to write code. Like in, in a week? Like a yeah. Week. No, seriously, dude. Like, take, I know. 
take 45 minutes to download this virtual machine and then turn it on and then take seven hours to sync the database. And then like, Oh, this is called Monday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then submit a bill to Congress to get uh, the <laughs> API keys granted and your duo VPN access. Oh and my gosh. So, okay. So you're saying the SMS company, gateway is down and like you can go home already. <laughs> so you're saying companies should use the Angular CLI schematics interface to automate all that initial setup. I would love that. So like, what have you done with it? Like, okay, all right, I could do it. Like, give us some examples of, of, of that kind of stuff you've done. Cause I've never done any of that stuff. Yeah. So the thing is, so to be a hundred percent honest, like currently in the project in this big insurance company in Switzerland where I'm working currently, they had like a very weird setup where similar, as you said, like clone the repo. So not clone the repo, but there was like somehow like every project was forked like from the starter with the idea that you will kind of sync the updates from that starter into those projects. Of course, this didn't work. Also, now we were kind of like in the process of uh, migrating everything to standard CLI workspace, but unfortunately still with, um, with like some custom CLI scripts, like just like some handwritten node JavaScript. But the idea would be like to slowly migrate to the schematics, at least for stuff like they have their own UX framework. So that's again, similar to Angular material. So that would be like a great fit for that, that like you can set up like this kind of automation and maybe add some other stuff. But in terms of like what I did in my own experience, so I created like this small library, which is called like Angular extension model, which is something like a very very basic wrapper around this pattern where you have like a behavior subject in your service and use it like kind of as a store, like as a mini store, so you can subscribe to it in component. And like I kind of wrapped it into this model library. And then in that library, I implemented this ng add so you can like automate setup, even though it's extremely minimal, actually it only installs the package, but then you can also generate like these model services. So already like you get all the setup, you can say for what kind of entity will this be, and you can say, okay, it's just like a one entity or it's like a list and you can like specify the flag and it will generate your interface, set everything up. So that's kind of nice. And also it will generate you the test stuff, which I think is like one of the best thing about the schematics at all, because like there is always this friction if you want to test and then like, okay, I have to read again, like how do I actually set up the test bed? Like how do I set up like the Angular dependency injection so I can actually start testing it if you can provide this like to people like, okay, here is the running test, just add more. That's already something like amazing, which can have like a lot of positive downstream effects. So yeah, something like this. Mm. Okay, so. By the way, did you hear how we said Angular? This is the correct way. Yeah, yeah, that is the right way. Uh, Let me try Angular. (laughs) Angular, this is how you say it. Well, Tom, Tomaz, you weren't here last week. We officially uh, have corrected the pronunciation. The official way to pronounce Angular is Angular. Mm-hmm. Angular. Yeah. The, the, the global way. <laughs> yeah, the global way, exactly. We've uh, globalized it. Angular. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a form of podcast internationalization. Yeah. That's cool. So I have a question. I have a question yeah. about schematics. My first experience with uh, trying to write custom schematics for also a library that I wrote was pretty horrible. Painful, huh? (laughs) Very painful. So do you have any tips on, like, I'm sure that this is the, like, one of the 
most uh, wanted uh, use cases uh, for people to customize their like tests and their uh, you know components and all that stuff how to approach it how to figure out the mess because if you take like the you know the original schematics for the CLI they it's crazy. a lot they of magic totally crazy yeah so do you have any tips on how to do that and not killing everybody in the office <laughs> i see i see i feel you yeah so the thing is no like um it got a bit better and actually there is like now this long standing pr in the angular repository basically to update the official angular angular, angular. The, <laughs> the official documentation about the angular schematics angular so, Uh, sorry, Angular, Angular schematics. Yeah. So, and this PR is at least as far as I know, open like maybe even already for a month. And uh, it will have like a lots of great content in terms of like how to add schematics into like your library, like to integrate it with your library, how to get started, like all the concepts and everything. And it will be like the official documentation on the official Angular IO. So next to the basically CLI documentation. So this will mm. for sure help. And until yeah. that yeah. time... Yeah, so there are some blog posts, actually. I also have upcoming blog posts about this, which is like really, really in-depth, like with many code examples, animations, and whatever. But yeah, I hope that this, this PR will land soon so that everybody can like really check it like in this predictable location, which is the official docs. So it's kind of where, it, where I would expect it to be. And besides that, like if you just want to start like right now, then the best way is really to try to reverse engineer like the original collection of the at uh, schematic slash angular good yeah. luck yeah <laughs> with something very simple like uh, enum or let's say when you see those ones they are like really huge and they are doing like a lot of things but in the end where it boils down to is that there is like this tree you know like this kind of central concept of the schematic is the tree which represents all the files in your workspace And all the schematics do is kind of like adjust this tree in some way. So maybe like delete some file, create some new files, update files. So updating is kind of more hardcore because you don't want to just use a regex because this can go wrong in many different ways. So yeah. you, should, you should do like some TypeScript, AST, parsing, whatever. So this is crazy. But if you just want to generate stuff, then that's kind of pretty straightforward because you just create like the file in that tree And it has like a very simple templating syntax. So we just basically create the template of those files, then you load them and pass them into the tree. And then the other step is just like pass the options into those templates. So like, let's say if we are generating like some model service and we want to generate a model service for to-dos, then we just say, okay, the entity name is like minus minus name is to-do or to-dos. And this name as a variable will be passed into the template and used in appropriate places. And the cool thing about the schematics is that they provide us like with these helpers, like dasherize, classify, and whatever. So as we are passing these to-dos, we can use this string in different concepts. So of course we know that the class name is like a camel case and like component selector is like a snake case and this kind of stuff. So, and this is provided out of the box. So it enables us to, very easily generate stuff without like some crazy setup. Of course, if you want to like modify stuff that gets like very crazy, very fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. On this note, like, okay. So you talked about the templating language, which is pretty easy to, to see when you look at one of the templates and you see the camel case and all that stuff, the helpers, it's very easy to understand. 
I would love if you can go into maybe explaining. So you said it's a tree. But mm-hmm. then when you look at the code, you see a lot of forks and join and merge and all that stuff that's kind of sound like Git. Can you give like a, an overview maybe on what, what the hell is that? <laughs> like why do we need to fork it and then to join it and all that stuff? So actually, I never really seen fork, but I seen merge and stuff like this. So definitely this kind of stuff is happening. So the thing is like, it's this tree, as we said, and this tree is kind of like the virtual representations of the files on your disk. So this has like many great benefits to do it like this. And the one is that like if there is any error in your schematic, instead of changing and corrupting these files and then needing to do like some Git revert or Git reset, it will just not happen. And the second good thing about this is like it enables stuff like a dry run. So that means like you can just preview what your schematic would do if you wanted to, but like without like doing this for real for the first time. Need to create a complex enterprise Angular application? Angular Bootcamp is an intensive three-day workshop class to learn the basics of Angular through sophisticated techniques for real-world applications. We target Angular 6 and the recent versions with much of the curriculum is suitable back to Angular 2. Or go beyond the three-day class with a consultation or project launch with Oasis Digital, the team behind Angular Bootcamp. We can assist your team or launch your project with advanced Angular topics including scalability, data flow, state management, full-stack product design, and more. Contact us for a private class at your location or buy a ticket for public classes in various cities around the U.S. and occasionally in Europe. Online live instructor training is also available at angularbootcamp.com. Tomas, what about when the schematic does things that are, does that preview really depends on how good the preview tells it what it's going to do, right? Because when you're generating like new ng Angular like components or things like that, it's mostly like I modify this file and I create these files. But if a schematic gets really complex and does really complex things, then the output doesn't necessarily tell you very much. You are right. You are 100% right. Uh, it doesn't, until, at least until now, show you like what are the changes inside of updates. Maybe it's coming later, I don't know. But uh, what I meant more is like that, okay, like you are sometimes, at least in the beginning when I was using it, I was a bit confused about the parts. And then like I can try it out until I figure out like to where do I want the files to appear or how to say so more on, the, on this level but it's not yet supported to see like the diffs of the files, even though I can imagine that this should not be a big deal to provide this kind of support because they have all the data. Yeah, just don't do rm-rf on your (laughs) hard drive and then the schematics. That's actually a good point because schematics allow you to run like kind of like a subtask. So there is like this thing called schematic context, which gives you kind of access to this function called like run subtask or something. So... I guess you could implement something like this with uh, hmm. dire consequences. But you would do something like this, I guess. Just for I'm not sure. I, I will do it open source and then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <warm>. <laughs> okay, but like getting back to what you asked before, so you said like there's like stuff like fork and merge. So let's say like with this templating example. So you have the tree and then maybe you load the template and then you kind of want to parameterize it. So... This template is kind of like a subtree, which is totally uh, removed or like not connected to this main tree at all. So first of all, you can apply some rules on, on that on the template, which is like to parameterize that tree, that template itself. And then you kind of have like, okay, I have my files and I have this template and this template is kind of like 
hanging somewhere in the void on the, on the CPU or wherever in the RAM, and it's kind of not helping. So then there is this way, like what you said, like there is like say merge, like the rule, like anyway, everything in schematic is kind of called the rule. When you're changing something, you're applying the rule. So there is this rule calling called merge with, where you can take these templates trees, like subtree, which is totally separated and merge it into this main tree. And there are even like some modifiers where you can say like what should happen like in terms if there are like some conflicts if you want to override or like just only if it doesn't fail and stuff like this but i to be honest never really tried them i never had a need to do that because i was mostly generating new files okay so basically if i understand correctly it's to avoid if there is an error in some rule uh, Mm -hmm. being, being applied then it will revert everything and will not like affect the original tree or something like that of the of the changes uh so the way i understood is more like that like one execution of schematic is kind of like okay there's this one execution and it either all happens or nothing so then like when there is an error that it's like not committed like to the file system but could be that there are some special merging strategies when partially it's successful that i am not 100% sure yeah, I think there, there, so allow cre- you have allow creation conflict and stuff like that, which I think okay. That's if it, there yeah. is an error, they will, it will still be created and all that stuff. But it makes sense. It makes sense like to have, that's why you need the merge, like to, to go outside. Um, like if you, you're doing a lot of changes, like you're changing this file and this file and this file, and let's say you are downloading one, I don't know, library, and it's not downloading for some reason, and you still want to make the changes regardless of this library, like creating a new project. So if something doesn't download, maybe, I don't know, maybe you still want to create the files and not like block the whole thing. So uh, that makes sense. Okay, thanks. Definitely, definitely. For sure, we could come up like with many use cases when actually like the partial errors don't really matter. And uh, then it would like definitely make sense to still commit it and like fix it like later on or something like this. Mm. That's for sure. Like, let's say the company only has two or three engineers. Is it really worth discovering all this scaffolding and all these um, things out? Like, is it worth it? Or at what point do you think it becomes valuable to say, yeah, let's, let's get rid of the wiki or the readme that tells them how to do it and let's scaffold it out. Or sorry, not scaffold. Let's build a schematic to do it for them. Like, at what point do you do that? And why, why would we use the schematic for that and not something like um, Salt or, you know, some sort of other automation tool like Chef or Puppet or something? Like, explain that to me too. I just want to understand. So the thing is that that's a very, very valid point because, yeah, if it's like a couple of developers like work, working close together, then many, many things can be omitted, not just schematics, like in, even the documentation itself. Like if you are in with full contact eight hours a day and just developing together as a very tightly knit team, then you can skip many things. So currently, like my experience was so that like I, if you are working like this huge, huge enterprise organization, so we are not speaking about the multi, like many developers, like in one team, but it's like tens of teams and hundreds of developers. And let's say that this kind of organization mandates like using of the custom UX framework and stuff like this, then that's like, that's this other extreme of the end of the spectrum when like you can say 100% like go for this, this will save you a lot of time and a lot of money. And then the interesting part is there somewhere in the middle 
where does it break, where does it make sense, uh, where it doesn't make sense. So I would say that like in a single team, definitely not, doesn't bring much or like, yeah, like single team, just like spitting, like taking care of an application long-term, slowly evolving one application probably doesn't bring much. If it's like, let's say a one team, which is spitting out like uh, new applications on a high cadence, like application a month on like some small contracts or something, then this can help in theory that uh, you are able to like quickly get stuff done and you can like even scaffold like some presets. Okay, I have like a CRUD app, I have like this, I have a feature, whatever it is. So this can definitely help. And if you are like, like, like if we are speaking about like enterprise development, so we have like multi-team, multi-application scenario with like uh, long-term projects and stuff like this where people come and go and then they join the existing projects and like there is like some turnover of people, then I think this makes a lot of sense because if you can provide kind of like this default Angular experience, which every Angular developer is kind of expected to have experience with, so like everybody knows like, or probably everybody knows Angular CLI and hopefully most people like discovered ng-generate, which is kind of cool and saves time. So if we could provide people like with this kind of experience, like in these bigger organizations, then I think that would make everybody happier. Like people can get productive. They can feel that they get stuff done fast and they know like that they are already kind of following these best practices, which are shown in these examples, which are generated. So I think in the end, everybody would win in this kind of like situations. But yeah, if it's a, if it's like a smaller organization, which like a team, which are just taking care of one application and slowly evolving in this will not bring much. That's true. Like it's maybe they can spend time differently. Okay. So I just, uh, while you were talking, realized how great you're doing at letting us just bombard you with questions and just spitting out tons of answers. So thank you. Yeah. Dommage. Right? Amazing walk. So those are the great questions because I, I prepared something like some notes, but anyway, I didn't even open it because it's like no need. Do you have anything from your notes that we haven't asked? Because that's a good question. Let me have a quick look. In the meantime, while you're looking, I would say that uh, while you were talking, I was doing something else. No, I'm, <laughs> I, thought about, <laughs> I thought about if the current schematics API is like the, I don't know, assembly. Someone should write a higher level language on top of it to make it like easier to create schematics. Like a schematic utility? Schema script. Like a, like an npm package with some like with some schematic utility functions to make it easier. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. I'm not being facetious. I'm being serious, Shai. Yeah, yeah. Like a new language. You like mean a schema script? Like a DSL? Schema script. Yeah. Like easy aromatic. Easy aromatics. Angular schematics language. And <laughs> ng easy is something. I don't know. Anyway, we'll we'll think about the name, but let's let's create a yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but that's like actually a good point because maybe I mentioned it previously that like okay, when you are starting your own schematics project, you can actually use schematics, of course, to scaffold that project, but it's not ng generate, but it's like the schematics itself. So there is actually schematic CLI that already exists. So you can install it like with npm install minus g. Because <laughs> you remember the Angular Connect talk with the, the, the drove the stagnographer crazy? Oh, with like yeah, schematic. because of 
schematics, schematics, schematics. Uh, yeah, 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 schematics. yeah. That's exactly. And that. I don't well, know if you controlled it. it. Used it because you don't have to mention the package anymore. The package is default, so it's not schematics at schematics slash schematics double point schematics. It's only <laughs> schematics blank now. So it's, this got better. <laughs> that was an awesome talk at Angular Connect. That yeah, I still don't know if they try to troll the person who writes like what they're saying, or they were serious about like the. No, I think they were serious. It was the person who was doing the transcription that was trolling them. Mm, yeah, he gave up or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the My thing is, you could run it even today; it will still work. Like the the package is provided by default, but you could write the whole thing and it will it will run. It will generate your like empty schematics project. Uh, I stopped somewhere around filter filter. I stopped there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I promise not to do it again. Do you have any anything that we didn't ask? Yeah, but what you mentioned, I wanted to get to that, like these, these helpers. So that's actually a very good point. And this is something which would make a lot of sense in the future because I mentioned that, like, okay, you create like this, this empty schematics project and you start developing your own custom schematics, but then you kind of still want to install this default collection, which is part of the CLI, which is called like this schematic slash Angular because it contains a lot of useful helpers which would be very annoying to like do it yourself. So let's say if you want your schematics to run in Angular CLI, and as we said in the beginning that in the workspace, you actually can have even more projects and libraries. So you kind of have to support like the pod. So you cannot assume it will be in source, for example. And this default collection has this kind of helpers, like for example, build default path to know like where to put actually those files. So to locate it based on the project name. And this would be actually very cool if this was moved into the like schematics core or something or like some schematics utils or something. So it's kind of like obvious that you are supposed to use that compared to like kind of hacking the internals of like some default schematic collection. So that would be kind of cool if this was externalized because those are very useful. And as long as we want to like generate stuff in the Angular CLI projects, we need to do this either like manually or like use those helpers. So yeah, that would be amazing if this was like taken out and put into some reusable package. So it's like, and, and documented, of course. Yeah. <laughs> be, so be anyone who listens to it, do it. Do, do it. it now. <laughs> do it now. Do it now. <laughs> Give to the helper function. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the schematics. Now. The schematics now. <laughs> now. Give it to the helper function. Now. And trying to take my schematic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, Thomas. Uh, no, no, no worries. No worries. No. Uh, I think it's very important to bring <laughs> schematics to the future. And there is no... <laughs> yeah. They came back to future to save us from the boilerplate. So that's all right. That's good. Mm, I'm glad nice. they did that. Well, do you have any more thoughts before we, we move on to picks? Yeah, maybe like one more thing which we can mention is what is currently still also not that great and I hope it will be improved in the future is that, okay, so if you just want to create like a schematics project, like a collection, like a standalone collection, this is supported very well. You can generate such a project. That's cool. But if you want to add schematics to already existing library so that you don't have to download like two packages or something like this, and this is still kind of like ad hoc development. So you have to come up like with your own TS config JSON and come up like with some 
special build process which will kind of not shoot you in the foot while building the library itself with the CLI. So this is something which CLI could, in theory, in future provide out of the box that you can kind of like generate schematics as like next to the lips. So you have like uh, apps, lips and schematics. And it's actually something which Narwhal Enix workspace is already doing. So maybe as a source of inspiration, even though I haven't tried it there, but that would be kind of cool that it's supported by the CLI out of the box. So next to my lip, I can have a, a schematics collection and it's kind of integrated out of the box. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. Cool. Think- Tomaj, excellent guest. Excellent. Just barrage of questions. Aly- Alyssa's clapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can, cannot hear you. Let's do it together, Alyssa. Okay, are you ready? Wow, thank you. <laughs> First clap Maybe ever. Notice, everyone noticed Joe didn't clap. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a clapper. I don't believe also, it. It's against my also, religion. So hug him, Joe. He's sitting in a hug dark him. closet. So we really can't, you know, yeah, he's a not clapping on the scale. It's so dark in here. I could be clapping. You wouldn't know. You could see. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by TripleByte. Applying to programming jobs sucks. You have to put the right keywords in your resume. You spend hours and hours on the phone screens and take home projects. And that's assuming the company even responds to your application. Well, if you're a software engineer, TripleByte can help. They work with over 400 top tech companies from big names like Dropbox and Adobe to exciting startups. You do one brief online interview with them. And if you do well, you go straight to final interviews with the company on their platform. It's like the common app for software developers. TripleByte does not look at your resume or where you went to school. All they care about is if you can code. I've helped dozens of software developers with various credentials get jobs. And this looks like a terrific way for you to get in and get interviewed and get a job without a lot of the hassle and overhead. You can go check them out at triplebyte.com angular. That's triplebyte.com, byte as in eight bits. As a special offer for listeners of this show, if you take a job through Triple Byte, they'll offer you a $1,000 signing bonus. All right, well, let's move on to picks. Who wants to go first on picks? Tomas, we'll have you go last. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll ha- uh, picks, watch. just watch. Watch what <laughs> everyone's going to do something. You got to do the same All right. thing. Yeah. No, no, no. Just watch us. By the we end of it, if you don't know what we're doing, then... Yeah. Then the podcast uh, episode <laughs> is, is done. We're not uploading. We won't air it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> game. Uh, I will go. I have a pick. Yeah. Okay. Go. Uh, so everyone knows Justin Schwartz, Schwartz, Schwarzenberger. Schwarzenegger. Think, yeah. Schwarz- that one's close. <laughs> Shorty. Tommy in the yummy. In the yummy in the tummy. <laughs> He is on the um, Angular Air. He's the host of the Angular Air podcast that I'm on weekly. But he's also, you know, just huge in the Angular community and an amazing dev. But what some of you may not know is that he is an author and he has a book out called Short Stories. Non, non-technical authors. <laughs> yes, non-technical Artistic author authoring. Of these amazing short <laughs> stories. Get it? The pun? Get it? Wow. Okay. All right. No, it just makes me laugh every time I see it. They're not long. They're short, bro. <laughs> They're short. <laughs> <laughs> there is a link in the notes. And um, oh my goodness, let's support Justin because he's amazing. But yeah, I purchased yeah. the short stories. I need I to read them. I did made too. The, I started reading them. May the Schwartz be with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who else has picks? I have a pick. Two picks. First of all, the NGBE. Uh, videos from like November or December are uploaded already like for a few months but I just like discovered them and there are a couple of uh, nice lectures that I saw there about Basil and about like performance and so check out their YouTube I will 
put a link to that. And also, uh, me and uh, Frosty talked about it before the show. Yes. Last week tonight with John Oliver. Oh, this oh, is gee. like, for those of you who don't know, my talk NG show was based on this, um, this show, which is hilarious and smart and not my show, this show, Last Week Tonight. Last Week Tonight. Uh, not the NG show, that was stupid. Yeah. But yeah, so very cool stuff. Uh, I just like finished uh, seeing a, a cool episode about the effect of public shaming, which was very interesting and funny. So uh, check it out. Uh, and I will put a link to that as well. Cool. Thank you. Joe, I saw you raise your hand. I did raise my hand. I'm always raising my hand. So, um, Joe, put your hand down. How did, how did you see it? Yeah, how did you, you, so how did you know? It's so dark. Ooh. It's impossible. Um, I am a big fan of lots of things, one of which is Aaron Frost. Mm. <laughs> but I'm also a big fan of Chris Coyer. He writes a lot of really cool stuff. And uh, he writes some interesting stuff over on CSS Tricks. I ended up going over to CSS Tricks, and I think he actually wrote this blog, but I'm not 100% sure if it was him. But I found this other blog over on the CSS Tricks blog that was about Airtable. So if you haven't checked out Airtable, Airtable is like what when Google created the Word and Excel online with Google Docs, they did not do put access online. But somebody else did. That's Airtable. They put access online. So Airtable is like a way better, like, it's like a, people try to use. You just explained Airtable was something that some people don't know. What is access? <laughs> yeah, it's like a database. It's a database, basically. Yeah, it's like. Thank you, Shai. Google Word. <laughs> shut up, Shai. The days before Angular. <laughs> where uh, Google Docs is like. An online word process. No, 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 no. Access, not Google. <laughs> no, no, no. What is Google? I'm getting there. What is Google? Listen. So Google Docs is like a word processor, processor online. Google Sheets is like a spreadsheet online. Airtable is basically like an online database where it's really easy to edit your data and get to it and do really cool stuff. It's super awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Shai. Does but, it exist on API? It does. So actually, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the API is like, but oh, Chris Coyer wrote this really, or somebody over there at CSS Tricks wrote a couple of articles about using Airtable and accessing the data. And they said it was like super simple. And they compared it to the hello world and using Google Sheets and like so much easier, so much better. And arrow, uh, like an arrow. How do you spell the name? Airtable. How do you spell it? A-I-R, I think. A-I-R. AI standard spelling, Shy Airtable. It's Airtable. Uh, we're blaming your speaking and not Shy's spelling. Joe, <laughs> I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Joe, that that's a lot of wind up. I don't know the pick. You either were picking Chris Coyer himself, or, <laughs> or Airtable, or, or the fact Aaron. that Chris Coyer is exploiting his employees to write blogs that he uses <laughs> under his own name. I don't know what you pick. <laughs> Here's the great, best part about my pick. You can pick what I picked from all of that. You decide. Ultimate pick. Yeah, yeah. This is this is on you. This is on you. You have to figure out what I picked. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a buffet of picks, and you get to decide what the pick is. It's a pick buffet. Thank you, Joe. It's the keeps on giving. I'm gonna listen to the spirit to see what the pick was. There. <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to be Mormon to really get that, but 
So my pick, I'm going to move on to my... Joe, did you have more, more ambiguous picks? Or? There was only one pick. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. I, I, that was only months. one of my four picks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I, that's it. That's it for All me. Right. So uh, I'm going to pick z- the people at Narwhal. They're crazy. I, no one's going to refute me on this. It's irrefutable. They built a way to use the Angular CLI to scaffold out new React projects. That's a new thing they added this week. So if you want to do like NGX new React app, you can have a new React app with the Angular CLI now built inside the Angular CLI ecosystem with a custom React build. Anyway, just a thought. Just a shout out to our our friends. By schematics. Yeah, all thanks to schematics. So on on topic. And uh, I'm going to pick the Narwhal folks for that one because that one's one's pretty friendly when you think about what they're doing with that. So I like that. Or trolling, but yeah. So, all right, Tomaj. Okay, so first of all, I would like to pick like Uphill Conf. So maybe some of you know, maybe not. It's like the Swiss conference in the beautiful city of Bern, which is this year taking place the 2nd and the 3rd May, but it's actually every year and then... They have, this year, they have great speakers like Jay Phelps, Andre Staltz, Dominic Elm, or Gerard Sanz. So if you are anywhere... Thomas, Thomas. In, yeah? Can I clarify? Is that Bern, Switzerland or Bern, Idaho? Bern, Switzerland. Ah, okay. Was They're that? almost was sure. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving a shout out because it's organized actually by my colleagues and it's like a really amazing conference. So it looks like it's, Icicles can be there too. What? Yeah. We collapsed with them this year. I feel bad. What do you mean? Your dates? At the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> they actually told me that they had to cancel a couple of speakers because of this clash, but yeah, happened. Wow. But that's that's just a random coincidence. Shame. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> uh, anyway, besides that, I would like to pick also a release butler, which is a Twitter bot which tweets change logs of the popular front-end frameworks and libraries. So if you are on Twitter, you can follow. It's called Release Butler altogether. And basically what this does is like, it checks like every half an hour, like on GitHub, if any of those tracked libraries had a new release or like a Git tag. And then it kind of takes a screenshot of the changelog and puts it there. So it's kind of like nice ways to stay up to date like with the releases. And also like for the libraries, so if you are developing like the library of your own, like some open source stuff and you have it on GitHub, and if you are using GitHub releases or changelog MD file, then you can go to releasebutler.now.sh page where you can actually get these beautiful changelogs for yourself. So it's something kind of like the, like, you know, the Carbon, that's this website where you can make like these beautiful code snippets to use in your blog. So this is kind of something similar, but for the change logs. So it's the release butler. Is he a vampire? Wow. No, I mean, it's, that's, that's no, amazing. That's like, look, look, that's like here. If you look at the video, that's kind of like the, the beard is missing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a vampire. It looks like a vampire. <laughs> yeah, it, looks, it looks a bit like a vampire. <laughs> all the releases, yeah. You want to hear some, something even spookier? So while you were talking, I was going to Twitter and I was starting to type R-E and it showed me only release Butler, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> only Butler. This is like Twitter doing it. That's the tinfoil cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what the hell? Spies? Yeah. Who spies on, on this? Po- anyway. Okay. They are everywhere. 
All right, guys. That's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. Thanks for coming, uh, Tomaj. Great guest. Round of applause. We're happy to have you. And uh, thank you, thank you for having me. It was amazing. It was yeah, thank you. It was very good. To the listeners, we'll say thanks, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Ciao. Bye. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit c a c h e f l y dot com to learn more.